Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. What is happening, my fucking boxing freaks? Welcome to Ruckus Boxing Cypher, episode 20, here in the Ramley Alcoholic Studio. Here at the FaceTiming me through Santa Maria, we got the Northern California bad boy, B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? I was born right. Oh my. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's going on, man? How was your weekend? This Good. Not bad. Not bad. Can't complain, really. Yeah. Can't complain. Did you catch any of the fights? I saw the fight, yes. Uh, I saw when I got home. I know the next day, the next, uh, the next day, the next morning, you sent me the link. I saw the fight. Well, episode 20, which we're here, episode 20 episodes. Yep. You, you came in in episode 4. But so far, this is 20 episodes. And it's a big episode today. And not only are we going to do our our uh, pick for this weekend's fight on Showtime with Mikey Garcia moving up to 140. Well, technically he's already been there, but challenging 140-pound title challenger mm-hmm. Sergio Lipinets. But we also got late breaking news. Uh, we got Canelo Alvarez popping for performance enhancing or some type of drugs that you know we'll talk about further in that show. Mm-hmm. Omar Figueroa. Is out of the Adrian Broner card April 21st. Uh, my question will be later on the show will be Is uh, or uh, Wilder versus Ortiz fighter of the year so for 2018? And we'll break down the fight. So, what do you yeah. want to start at first, Brian? Uh, I, I think we should probably mention the fight that happened last Saturday night. Which one? So, hold on. There was HBO's card. You want to go yeah. there? You want to just pass that one quick? We got Kovalev returning after. Losing the war, this is a second fight back after the war defeat and after leaving John, um, leaving, uh, oh my God, I forget his name, John David Jackson? Yeah, John David name, yeah. Jackson. And then we got uh, Bivol versus uh, Sullivan Pereira. I saw both fights uh, the next day. I was bored, had nothing to watch. So I watched mm. those fights. Uh, my take on the Bivol fight, uh, all this hype, they kept saying he's the next big like, heavyweight <laughs> the boogeyman. He's going to give a lot of these guys problems. He fought a Cuban, um, a Cuban star, and he beat his ass. But he looked a little bit, a little bit kind of green to my liking. But he did a good job. I, oh, wow. I even though he got the tenth round now, the twelfth round knockout. Uh, there were moments where it was competitive, but Bivol was doing enough to win the fight. So for that's my sum up of the fight. 
I think Bivol still needs a little bit, a couple more fights to show us what he's made of yet. Be- you know, mm-hmm. before he decides to, um, before we anoint him, I'm sorry, before we anoint him the, the light heavyweight king. Because everyone's already, everyone was anointing him the next light heavyweight king, the the, the next pound for pound fighter. Uh, yeah, he won, he won by knockout, but he looked a little too green for us to already start naming him the next great white hope. Yeah, it's yet to be seen. Uh, right now, everyone needs to like wait. Right now, don't be jumping the gun. You, you got to see what what the this person's made of. He, he, don't get me wrong; he's good. Uh, if he keep keeps doing what he's doing and improving fight for fight, he'll be great. But right now, the way HBO was promoting it, was uh, broadcasting him, the way uh, all these boxing writers are on his dick, you made it seem like he's the, he's like the light heavyweight version of uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. And he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Kovalev fought. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Eh, Kovalev just being Kovalev, the crusher. Yeah, that's what I said when I saw the uh, the news. I was like, oh, it, it was just another Kovalev fight. Mm. Nothing new, nothing big. And I think we talked about this, how about how like HBO is trying to bring back how Kovalev was before he suffered those two losses. Not this Saturday night. Not really. Not this Saturday night. Like, at the, like the, I'm uh, coming to America. Uh-huh. 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 And they can't see what we're doing, but me and you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, uh, the HBO broadcast was pretty much saying, well, after his two ward fights in which he lost, they finally admit that he lost the first fight, even though it was controversial, <laughs> and they stopped saying that he got, that it was a controversial knockdown. They finally admitted and said, this was a knockdown. He lost. And he's bouncing back. But how far are we? I mean, how long are we gonna have to keep watching a fight, C-class fighters, before we start seeing him fight the big fights again? Because exactly. yeah, he he climbed to the top of the mountain. He was able to show us he was good, and when we finally matched him against a guy like Ward, we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. When are we gonna see that again? And I know that the right now the agenda for HBO is to build up Bivol as the next great challenger for Kovalev. Um, Kovalev was on on the record saying, "Look, I'll fight whoever, whenever, as long as the money's right. I'll fight." Oh, wow. So that's what he said. Um, he looked good. He looked like you know, he didn't take the guy seriously. He got hit with clean punches. The guy wasn't that threatening. Uh, I know a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, he, why is he gonna take him seriously?" Well, I think those are the type of fights you're gonna practice what what you're doing with your new trainer. Those are the type of fights. Okay, I'm gonna forgive you from fighting a C class fighter, but show us something new. Show us a little bit of... Show us what you've learned so far with your new trainer. You're not showing us anything. You're showing us the same shit, which means anybody who saw the Ward 2 fights, the Ward 1 and 2 fight, will take the blueprint and fuck you up and then fuck you up when they see you. Because you don't look like you learned anything. What's the point, yes. what's the point of training, of, of changing the whole camp if you're not going to fucking learn it? You're not going to do anything different. He doesn't do anything different. He leads off a jab. His right hand is his best punch. Uh, I The one thing I did notice is his second fight in a row... Fighters are taking the fight to him. Yeah, I noticed that when uh, I think the first fight he took after the loss to Andre Ward, yeah. uh, like I think I think you said it. Like right now, they're not too afraid of him no more. They're it, not too afraid of him. They're taking the fight to him now. It's kind of like that Mike Tyson aura. Everyone was yeah. afraid. Everybody was afraid of him. Everybody was terrified to get hit. And then it took Buster Douglas coming like fuck that. He's it's uh, like Rocky Rocky Ford. See, he's not a machine. He's a man. He's a man. We, and then we saw Kovalev finally get hit. We saw a guy like Ward take it to him in two fights. So people are now saying, well, he's not the boogeyman. Yeah, he hits hard, but he has flaws. He's not a machine. He's a man. Mm-hmm. 
and this is two fights in a row. I've seen two C-class fighters not giving a fuck, taking the fight to him. And, of course, the the equalizer is Kovalev's right hand. And that's why he got the seventh-round stoppage. But that was that was an MSG. No one give a fuck about MSG. That, yeah. And it sucked. It was a good week for boxing. It, I mean, I, I was already tired out from watching the Showtime, which now we're going to jump to Showtime mm-hmm. at the Barkley Center. That was a that was a card. Um, Escaleta, who is on the side right here listening to us, yeah, he can contest <laughs> to that was a big fight. That was a, that was like basically a free pay per view fight. Pretty much, you told me what uh, how much the card was. The card was free. I mean, I mean uh, how much they got paid? Yeah. So what? Wilder made two point one million dollars. Yeah, two point one and, and... Uh, five hundred thousand dollars for yeah. uh, for a match that big for him holding a title belt. Why was it so low in the purse? Well, I mean, they're fighting on free TV. No, no, no it's a premium te- television. It's normal. I think, what, uh, Earl Spence made $2 million for his fight against Lamar Peterson? Yeah. Uh, Danny Garcia made a million from 1.8. It's normal for what you're fighting for on network, on network TV. Um, we, also get, we also keep forgetting that these guys make side money. They make well, bonus the, money. The shorts are all littered with... Yeah, so... I know people were like 100,000 uh, promos, like yeah. uh, sponsors. I know they're saying, well, Ortiz made 500,000. Yeah, 500,000, but you, you don't know who he was promoting. You don't know who was sponsoring him. All, mm-hmm. I, all that shit, he could have walked out with the cool meal. Uh, Wilder could have walked out with another meal himself, too. I mean, but, yeah, that's true. He probably walked out, yeah, another meal. Yeah, and, and you got to think about million. ticket sales. How were the split for the ticket sales? That's the, true. The Barclay Center holds 16,000. And it was 14,000 and something in attendance. It almost broke the record, which is being held right now by Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. As a sellout. Sellout 16,000. Yeah. This fight uh, went at 14,000 something. Almost making it the, two, the, the high, second highest sell in the Barkley Center of the entire... Not even the Nets do that shit. Not even the fucking no. Nets sell them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You didn't get to watch the first card, right? Anthony Durrell versus what was that motherfucker's name? Yeah, like a weird fucking name. You know, or Ugasi or some shit like that. That was a good fight. If you get a chance to, um, to watch it, Brian, that was a good fight. Um, that was a rematch from their fight, I think five six months ago, where this guy I forget I can't pronounce his name. I'm not gonna try to because I'm gonna butcher it. He yeah. hit him after the bell. He fell. Uh, Anthony Durrell's trainer, Andre Durrell. I'm sorry, Aunt. Aunt, Aunt Andre the Durrell's trainer came in and then sucker punched the fighter. That was the one. So they fought in a <laughs> Wait, rematch. I think I remember seeing that. So they fought in a rematch this Saturday. Good fight. It, it ended in, a, I think, eighth round stoppage, if I'm not mistaken. Good fight, though. This was a, a showcase for a, a, a promising 27-year-old, half-Colombian, half-Mexican fighter. His name is Uskategi? Uskategi. There you go. Uh, Uskategi. Jose Uskategi. That was his name. Jose Uskategi versus Andre Durrell. Um, I recommend watching that fight, Brian. That was a, not a bad fight. For being a, the first card to start, that hyped you up yeah, for the main event. Good. If we had a boring fight, you would have been like, fuck, man, I can't fuck, I can't wait. Can't wait for the main event. <laughs> no, no, you were like, fuck, you were... That got your blood pumping. It, it, for the casual fans, they were like, oh, shit, this is good, this is good. And main event time. Uh, uh, first of all, before we get into the main event, you were saying decision. I said, yeah. You almost came close to getting a decision. Very came close. Yeah. I said between the fifth or uh, the sixth round, that fight was going to end by knockout Wilder. I felt Wilder was more athletic. 
Wilder's power was going to be the, the equalizer. Man, I was totally wrong. I, his, his lettuce, I didn't see not one trace of athleticism. And, yeah, well, he respected the other dude's power. Yeah, they were too respectful for each other in the first four rounds, which we saw the Cuban use what he knows best, boxing. He boxed Wilder, measured him right. Uh, I, th- I felt it was a good, it was a good heavyweight fight. I, I mean, I don't know you, but I, I had him winning the fight, Ortiz. Ortiz was winning the, the, the like I think the first four rounds I believe he was winning, I gave him and the first in my round. book, and then Wilder just came back, and to me that just showed I guess he he was he was very patient, uh, he, which he needs to really work on, I guess throwing more because I felt like he was just not throwing that many punches in the beginning. I don't know if it was just he was intimidated of uh, of Ortiz's power. I don't think so. I, you're fighting a southpaw and you're fighting a Cuban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you should have shown that man respect. But you know what? But he again, he showed he was very patient, and he, and when he found the opportunity to attack and knock him down, he he did. He well, really the, did. The and to me, round. that that just shows that you know what he can overcome. You know, a, a big fight like that or a big obstacle. And again, it was a really good fight. It was. A, I think it was a tremendous fight. Uh, I think a lot of people are criticizing Wilder for like, oh, he looked like shit. I mean, the guy's fighting a no, south. He... Oh, guy's fighting a southpaw. Everybody, everybody looks like shit fighting southpaws. No, um, I mean it's it's Luis Ortiz. By the way, he's not a very easy guy to get not, in the ring with. He's not. He's really not. Um, I so I, I heard that. I heard people saying uh, he still he doesn't. We saw him as a one dimensional fighter. Um, yeah, I was disappointed. I know my pick was if uh, Wilder is able to throw that same jab he threw against Tavern, it was going to be trouble mm-hmm. for Ortiz. But all credit to Ortiz. Ortiz took away that fucking snapping jab, and all we saw him doing was just pawing, like yeah. pawing the jab and cocking that right hand, hoping that he can do something and land. And we saw it in the fifth round where he finally yeah. was able to cock the right hand and then land it right on the forehead, and the fucker fell. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. I'll be right. It's over. It's over." He got up, saved, you know, fucking was able to survive the round. Two rounds later, Ortiz, even though the Wilder said I was never hurt. Motherfucker, you look hurt. But uh, Escaleto, I told him, he looks tired. He's starting to look sluggish to me. And then as soon as I said that, he gets clipped. And then Wilder's doing the veteran move, held on, smothered him. I think it was like a minute, right? He he hanged out the next round. No, but when he heard him, he survived like a full minute. He's taking a whipping for a full minute. And I was like, holy shit, hold him. And I know people right now are saying that... that's controversial. That I know Esqueleto was yelling, they should just stop the fight already. I'm like, no, he's throwing back. He's new. He's a... Uh, he's <laughs> you were like fucking... Like, his arms were dead. He's like... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, <laughs> looked, he looked dead. But he was... He threw punches when he needed to throw them. He smothered the fighter when he needed to, he to smother him. And I felt the ref did a good job not stopping the fight in the in the seventh round when Ortiz was piling on the offense. Yeah, that's okay. Well, no, go ahead. My bad. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. The... Stopping the fight never occurred to me. Like I never, it never entered my mind thinking, "Fuck, the ref is gonna stop the fight." I felt uh, Wilder was doing enough to show that he's still in the fight. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Holy shit!" So that never entered my mind. No, I know, he did enough. I know he was saying it. He was like, "They should stop the fight, man." He's taking away. No, no, no. He's throwing when he needs to throw. He's holding him. He's moving, even though he looks like he looks like on shaky legs. And he, I think he was just exhaustion. I think. Who did you tell that he, he was doing a stanky leg? Ortiz, huh? Ortiz, when he got hurt the first time. When he got hurt, he looked like he did the stanky leg. When he hurt him, but the bell yeah, rang. Yeah, he did. He like, well, he's stanky leg and shit. <laughs> I 
forgot what round that was, but uh, I felt that Ortiz should have, in round six, should have gone for the kill. Or Wilder was out. Wilder didn't, no, round eight. Wilder didn't get his second win until round nine. That's when he got his second win. That means you hurt him in the seventh. You should have gone after him in the eighth. And you let it go, and then Wilder started getting, getting he got a second win back in the ninth, and then in the fucking tenth round he lands that tremendous right hand that drops Ortiz, and Ortiz couldn't take Adam. Or by that time Ortiz was already hurt, he was hurt and exhausted, and yeah. that and we, he knocked him out. He knocked him out, and I felt that that was a great fight. It it showed that um, Wilder can be can I think skill for skills. If this was a skills fight, Ortiz would have won. This was uh, Wilder won by balls and heart. That's how he won that fight, balls and heart. Because skill for skill, Ortiz was whipping his ass. I, I besides the knockdown in the fifth round, and besides the knockdown, knockdown in the tenth round, I was giving Ortiz the almost all the rounds. Mm-hmm. I I had the same thing too. So the same amount. If this was skill for skills, I'm sorry for the bomb squad and all Ortiz fans. I mean Ortiz, all fucking Wilder fans, and I'm, a, I'm I like to say I'm a Wilder fan right now. He won that by balls and heart, because uh-huh. he, he got up, dude. He 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 got hurt, even though he says he didn't. He composed himself. He got his second win back, and he took advantage of it. And he took advantage of the guy he got hurt the first time, and that also shows the killer instinct that this man has to do it. It's, I think I told you right. I mean, I picked him to win because he wanted more. And to me, I saw that fight, and it showed me. It showed me that Wilder wanted that win more. He did. I actually think he, he did. Um, you text me. He did. He, 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 yeah, he got hurt, and you, you saw what happened. He's like, fuck, I have to do something. And he did. He went out there, and he, he knocked him out. And again, I didn't, I didn't predict that. I mean, even though you did, but you predicted, the, I think, a fifth-round knockout. I predicted him winning my decision by split. overcoming. You said split, you which, know, let's go into that one. Where you said split decision. The, the way the judges the the way the judges had the scorecard, you would have been right. That fight would have gone to Wilder. By the way, I, I wanted to talk about too. Like, what do you think of the uh, the official scorecards? I honestly felt that I'm glad it ended by knockout. If that would have ended by decision, it would have ruined a great night for boxing. Yeah. By having the judges give that many, I think it was what two rounds. I think Wilder was winning by two rounds. Yeah, Wilder was winning by two rounds. I think that all three all three judges. I would have not agreed. I, I said I gave the first four rounds to to Ortiz. Wilder won the fifth. He lost the sixth. The seventh, he got hurt. Eighth, uh, I could give Wilder the eighth. So I gave him two rounds to five. I gave him the ninth, the tenth round. So he was winning three rounds to ten. Mm-hmm. Still three to fucking... Uh, fuck, my math is off right now. No, three to the... eight. No, seven to eight. No, mm-hmm. seven to three. Sorry, seven to three. Going into that fight, seven to three. I don't know how some judges had him winning two rounds. I mean, two. Uh, he was winning by two points. I don't know how that is. I'm glad it didn't end in a decision because it would have been a black eye for boxing. Definitely, because that would have uh, again after like when was the Ortiz uh, Alexander fight? Remember how that fight ended? Oh yeah, th- that was what two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, so if that, that happened again, uh, uh, yeah, I would have really make boxing really look bad. It would have it would have looked bad, like especially that right now it's starting to gain that momentum. 2018, it's starting to get that momentum. We got Earl Spence's performance against Juan Peterson, Danny Garcia's knockout of Brandon Rios, 
And then when now we got Wilder's win over Ortiz. It's starting to build up right now. Where we're getting the best mm-hmm. versus the best. We're getting these big name fighters fighting each other, and some of them are competitive. Some of them are not. But you're getting these fights. Some of them are fantasy fights. Mm-hmm. You're getting them. Um, you, I want to say I want to ask you something because you text me, and you. Let me see if I can find that fucking text right now. Yeah. It was about Wilder's fight, and you said that after watching. God damn. After watching Wilder fight, but I just finished watching the fight, damn good fight, and so far I think Anthony Joshua beats Wilder. Yes. Did you rewatch the fight again? Or you just watched it at one time? I just watched it at once. Do you still think that now? So far, yes. Why? Like I said, so far, what, yes. What 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 can or what can Joshua do that Ortiz couldn't do? Easy. He I feel like he won't I I felt like Ortiz tired out a little bit. I felt he tired, just in my opinion. I felt he got tired, maybe a little bit. A little bit? That's just my, my opinion, yeah, my little bit. And I feel like Anthony Joshua is a bit more powerful power puncher than uh, Luis Ortiz. That's just my, that's what I think so far. Okay. But like, I, but, but again, I could be wrong at the, depending on how Anthony looks on his next fight, but that's just my opinion, man. I'd rather wait before I can start mouthing off and say, I think Joshua can beat Wild. I think it's a good competitive fight. If yeah. Wilder starches and blows Parker out of the water in two weeks, three weeks, then yeah, I, I can maybe see Wilder having trouble against a guy like Joshua. But I mean, so far, I think they're matched pretty good. They both had the exact the exact same experience happen to them when they fought a uh, good caliber fighter. Joshua fighting Vladimir, getting not hurting Vladimir, and then getting hurt himself, getting up, and then coming mm-hmm. back and winning. Wilder hurting Ortiz, hurting, getting hurt himself, and then coming back and then knocking out Ortiz. So they both have the same, they both went through the same fires differently yeah. and respectively went through the different fires, but they both went through the same door. So I think right now they both stand um, to me equally. Um, if Joshua does not look impressive March 31st against, a, against another great uh, heavyweight, then mm. I don't know. I think I might just. But I just wait towards the Wilder and that fight. Yeah, no, but well, for right now, you said it. I mean, right now, I can see this is 50-50. I can understand if someone else told me they see Wilder winning. I'm not going to argue. I can see why. I can see why they pick Wilder. I, mean, I, don't, I understand that people right pick hand. Joshua to win it. If they ever meet. That right hand, though, that, I mean, I mean, Ortiz has fought almost 400 amateur fights. I mean, he's probably seen guys with good right hands. But, I mean, Wilder was able to land that right hand. Not once. Twice. Mm-hmm. Man, did that shit twice. Um, Ortiz for he may have guessed out, or he may have just thought, okay, well, I got this fight on the back. I don't know, but uh, good fight. Question: Do you consider this 2018's first candidate for fight of the year? Oh, definitely, yeah. That's definitely the first candidate for fighter uh, fight of the year. I think that. Yeah, I think so. For I'll start it right now for the Ruckus Boxing Cipher Podcast. This will be right now on the bracket. Or fight of the year for, for mm-hmm. 2018 for us. So when we when we end the year and we do our year review, this will be the fight we're gonna look at. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But a good weekend for boxing. Uh, like I said, Ortiz Wilder entertained everybody from the casuals to to the boxing fans. Uh, HBO, I mean, they were shit out of luck by putting a card the same night as a heavyweight card. I would love to see the ratings. For Showtime, I'm hearing that they did a million. They did a million views. 
for Wild Not surprised there. I don't know what the HBO did. Uh, while talking about HBO, I sent you a video of their, I was about to mention that. I sent you a video of their boxing schedule. Can you elaborate to the fans who don't know or, or just want to hear you talk what the boxing schedule looks like for HBO? Oh, well, what can I remember was that I think they're going to do uh, another another episode of the, uh, what was it, the, the, the bias game? Oh, I'm sorry, the fight game with Jim Lampley. And then I think, and then I can remember a face-off with Canelo and Triple G. Mm-hmm. And then an episode of 24-7 of Canelo Triple G 2. And then, of course, a live fight of uh, May 5th, Canelo for the Triple G. I think that's all the uh, schedule that I can remember. Yeah. That so, I remember seeing the the video. I remember you were just being sarcastic, like, oh, okay, that's good. Oh, that that, that sucks, which you were talking about the fight game. I think I, they I want, think that's all the schedule they have. Yeah. They, they have nothing planned. They're planning everything around May 5th, which uh, this is a great segue to go into it. What just happened today, Brian? Well, we found out that May 5th, the fight between Triple G and Canelo for the middleweight title, the rematch from last September, it was uh, going to be drug tested by WADA because they're finally fighting for the WBC middleweight title, which mm-hmm. you uh, feed me into the information that uh, Jose Suleiman and Canelo's team finally patched in it through and they're going to fight for the title. And <clears throat> for many casuals that don't know, the WBC has a mandatory drug testing for any fighter fighting for their sanctioning fees. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> Canelo just tested positive for a... Would, would you consider it a banned substance, guys? Or what would you think? Yeah, it, like it's that. a banned substance for every, uh, I think for every sport, every yeah. Sport, yeah. So, the banned substance. Uh, right now, uh, Escaleta just showed me from Crown Boxing on Instagram that Golden Boy issued a statement revealing that Canelo tested positive for... Um, I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. Clembuterol. Eh, it's around those. Uh, Clembuterol is an illegal beta. Uh, Clembuterol, I think that's. Can clip, thank you, Clembuterol. Clembuterol. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty much supposedly it's used on cattle in Mexico. Uh, right now, when we know there were traces, there were only traces levels on the drug, which are said to be consistent with meat. Kind of was it consumption? Consumption yeah, contamination. Oh. This was impacted. This has impacted athletes in training camp in Mexico over the past few years. So, mm-hmm. are we gonna? Oh, Canelo comes on saying, and I quote: "I am an athlete who respects the sport, and is and this surprises me and bothers me because it had never happened to me. I will submit to all the tests that require me to clarify this embarrassing situation, and I trust at the end the truth will prevail. Do we believe that he ate contaminated thing, Brian? Uh." I think, let me look it up. Uh, Skeleto was here, who's I, you know, helping us, as a, assisting us for today's yeah, show. He sent me another one. Da, 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 which one's this one? Uh, fuck, where's the one that you sent me? There it goes. So we found out that the... the what's it called again, Brian? You pronounced it better than I did. Clenbuterol. Clenbuterol, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not is a drug that helps athletes with stamina and weight loss. It's okay, it's your brother. I know, uh, I don't pronounce. <laughs> I can hype, but I don't pronounce. So, it is used to help athletes with stamina and weight loss. Brian, did you research to find out if this is true? I, I was about to say that, yeah, uh, somebody posted that. It, what it is is that uh, it makes you, makes, you lose, uh, makes you lose fat, right? Yeah. While you can still contain the muscle, muscle mass so, and to improve uh, um, stamina. So, are we, are we trying to say that the cattle in Mexico are slow and fat, so we need to pick up the stamina 
at the same time keep them muscular so we can kill them and chop them up for carne salad and beer? Is that what <laughs> is that is that what I'm supposed to believe here? Be- after, make me believe uh, this story right now. Make me believe. After many fighters been testing positive for that, after many years, uh, oh, I, yeah. I guess Eric Morales, I guess the impression Eric, is that Eric Morales tested positive. Eric Morales before his second fight against Danny mm-hmm. Garcia tested positive. Yeah. Uh, what's the one guy, the um, lightweight champion of the world? He fought before he fought Orlando Salido. Something Vargas. Francisco Vargas. Francisco Vargas tested positive. Same thing. Yeah. My question is this: Why the fuck are you eating cattle if you know it's contaminated? No, there we go. Like, I think someone said, like, man, you. I obviously you've been. I'm sure you eat something in Mexico. Why now? First of all, why is he doing his camp in Mexico? He's always done his camp in San Diego. Exactly. Yeah. Unless he's training up in the mountains for the high altitude, which yeah. makes sense. Isn't he rich enough to get the good shit? Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Only us <laughs> eat that shit. Exactly, man. My body's... I probably... If I test positive for that shit, I probably have, like, high levels of this shit. So... I, I don't know if he was... I mean, he. I guess he was stupid that he, he remembered that, hey, you're being tested. Or maybe it was an accident. I don't know. I, I, I like to believe this was a mistake. But... Now, who fucking knows? The whole boxing was flipping out. Yeah. Uh, we're all thinking that the fight might be canceled. Uh, so far... Uh, Vada will be te- will be looking into this. Uh, we found Liam Smith uh, tweeted saying he wants the to he wants to fight overturned because yeah. he's not a real champion. Uh, Billy Joe Sanders said, "I fucking knew it." Hey, let's go, champ Triple G. Let's do it. Uh, many other uh, there's memes of Triple G. There's a there's a meme of this a muscular dude with a redheaded guy that looks like he's yoked the fuck up and saying that's Canelo. Escaleto showed me a picture when he was at Canelo weight and how he was, and a picture of him running when he was fighting Triple G or when he was preparing for the fight against uh, Chavez. And you see the difference between a, within a two year span. Yeah. Uh, the things are just going to come out of the woodwork now. What's that stupid word they say now? He's swole. He's swole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hate that. <laughs> so Canelo looks swole, so we're going to think that he took steroids. Does this hurt the fight or does this even make it more entertaining for us May 5th? I think this makes it probably a little more entertaining. I mean, I think regardless of what what the truth is, um, I think the jokes will, will forever be there on social media. I mean, yeah. everyone will be pointing at him like being, oh, you know, he's thirty, steroid freak. So I, I like I see it like that. Regardless if he's innocent or not, and, you know, he's fucked in social media. Let's just say, let's uh, jump into the to this fantasy world. Alternate universe. Let's find. Let's just say that they retest him again because most likely I'm thinking that they're gonna retest him again to find out if his levels mm-hmm. have lowered and maybe it was the meat that's out of his system. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Let's just say by chance they they're not out of his system. Does that taint the first fight? It does. I think it probably does. Hold on. Does that taint? All the fights that he's done. If he let's just fight let, again in an alternate universe. Oh yeah. If he were to test, if he were to re- get retested again in a couple days or a week from now, and we were to find out that his levels are still the same, does that taint his his legacy right now? I they, like to think yeah. Wouldn't they have tested him with the same shit in his past matches or what? No, no, no. So good question. So this though he get the last fights he hasn't been tested. 
because oh, it's only been within one year, right? The WBC has now said mandatory mm-hmm. testing. So the WBC is teaming up with WADA, which is uh, which is uh, which is ran by one of the guys that caught Lance Armstrong. Oh yeah. Well, one of the guys that helped him, whatever. Not Victor Conte. Victor was Victor Conte. I think so. Yeah. So I guess this this is an administration. It's uh, independent from all um, all sanctioning bodies, all um, athletic commissions or any state. They're a privately funded company, so you they basically the fighters pay. So the WBC said, "Hey, from the chunk of the purse, we will pay you guys to test these fighters, 365 days, if they're fighting. So as soon as the contract is written that they're gonna fight, they get a knock on the door saying, Mr. Skeleto, we need a piss test and we need you to give us a sample of your blood. Randomly, they can come at five in the morning, they can come at midnight, they'll show up whenever the fuck you show up. And if you tell them you can't piss, they'll be like, okay, we can sit, we can sit and wait." Who the fuck are they? Are Prince? Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> You're testing, dude. This is random testing. So, this was a random test he took. Came back, tested positive for this again. What is it again? The uh, the drug, the drug. What they found in, in, yeah. in the system? Clen uterol. There you go. So he tested positive for this shit. Now, this is the first time that he has done this through the WBC. He did testing for the last time he did at uh, this type of testing was when he fought Floyd Mayweather. When they used yeah. the USDA, uh, which is Mayweather's, and now the UFC's preferred testing policy, pet testing protocols they use. Because we've come to find out that the athletic commissions and any state is flawed in a way that you can get away with it. These guys make sure they catch you. Every, the, even the tiniest little thing they'll catch you on. They caught John Jones. Mm-hmm. Not once, not twice, three times. <laughs> three times. They caught this fucker three times. Oh, <laughs> they caught him three times. Uh, they've caught in numerous fighters in the UFC. I mean, fight cards have changed overnight because of situations like this. But that's the USDA. Uh, WADA, I, I haven't heard too much of them because they have not a lot of fighters are getting popped. Not a lot of these fighters are getting popped with the WBC right now. Uh, again... If he tests positive again, this fight's over. I'm assuming, right? The card's scrapped. I, I, I would, I would think it's over. Yeah, if he gets, if he gets tested positive again, and no, you're right. If he, let's just say again, he, uh, they test him and he's tested positive. I think his, uh, his past fights will be questioned. You got to question the Amir Khan. His career. Fight. I'm sorry, I should say that. Yeah, you got to question the Amir Khan fight. You got to question the, the Liam fight with Smith the, fight, the Chavez fight. Uh, yeah. The Angulo fight. You gotta question everything post Mayweather, because the last time he did this type of testing was the Mayweather fight. So any anything after the Mayweather fight will be put into question. That is the Lara, the Angulos, the Kodos, the Khans, uh, uh, the Chavez, and the Triple G fights, and the Liam Smith so, fights. All those fights. So you're be- telling me he's never been tested so exactly after the Mayweather no, fight. He hasn't. He's only been because tested. because I assume well, he, he was tested at least. You know, by who? One fight, yes. And by one who? Fight. I don't know by who. I, I don't know if it's. I, that's the thing. It's voluntary. It's voluntary testing. I didn't know. I didn't, it's only uh-huh. for the, now if you fight for the title. Yes. Oh, what? It's only for you when you fight for the WBC title. That makes no fucking sense. Well, so you, when he fought Khan, can't. he was not tested. Yeah. Because like, it, it wasn't. No. It wasn't implemented yet into the WBC. Wow. Look into WBC. Yeah, well, you don't got. Uh, look into it's like the WBC drug testing policies, and let's see when they popped up. And you, you have a good memory. You know when that fight took place against Khan. No, 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 exactly. It's just that I, I guess at the time, or every time he fights, I just assume that 
you know, they just never make it clear that he's being tested. I just thought that they just no, no, you don't find out they're being important. tested. You find out they're being tested. The, okay, let me rephrase this. He, they have been tested, but they're only t- tested through the athletic commission, which is commission, before yeah. the fight and after the fight. There's only two drug testing. This is testing unlimited, which we don't know they how come many in random, times. Exactly. Random. Like they that? can test you 15 times. They can test you 13 times. It don't fucking matter. They'll be testing your ass during the next eight weeks of training camp. Mm-hmm. Here he wasn't tested. I don't think he was. He didn't fight for the WBC title um, last year, did he? No. Okay, so, so Triple G. No, so he, he didn't fight for the WBC. So he wasn't tested. He wasn't tested. That's in wow. 2008, but I don't know if it's that. No, no, it wasn't before then. Mm-hmm. It was before. I, I know it happened barely last year. The WBC implemented the drug testing. That's retarded, though. So you could be. He could have been juiced to the juice gills, the yeah. He fucked everybody up, and then when you go to a title match... He probably thought he cycled out. Yeah. This could have... We don't know what the levels are yet. This could have been a low level, and they're like, okay, contaminated me. You know, so, because the same thing, Eric... This Eric Morales has a possibly the same thing. We all kind of felt, okay, maybe... Maybe you're kind of fucking with us, because we all know that you're known for a guy who fuck, you know, hydrates, you know, pretty big, and you had to cut down to 140, and you don't mm. look healthy, and now you're saying that you had tainted meat... We come to fight now, I got knocked out by Danny Garcia, but the always excuses tainted me. And I'm not trying to bash Canelo. I'm not trying to talk shit, but let's just talk logic here. Mm-hmm. If you know that the meat is tainted, then why are you eating any meat there? And Esqueleto brings it up. You make the biggest mugs. You make the biggest money out there. Shouldn't you be eating the primest, the biggest, not the prime, the, the finest fucking meat in the world? And if you I know agree. you're being drug tested, shouldn't you be like, hey, you know what? I'm here in Mexico right now. Can... I'm gonna eat this meat. Am I am I okay to eat this meat? You can call, dude. I've I've been watching pod. I've been watching. I've been listening to podcasts where they have the operation director for the drug testing in the UFC, and they tell them, "Can fighters contact you? Is there is there a contact for fighters to hit up and be like, hey, you know, I have a question. I'm taking this vitamin, but I don't know if I can take it." Yeah, he goes. We're here 24 seven to answer any questions. I'm assuming the WBC has a designated person that's on his phone. Waiting for these calls from these fighters, they're like, "Hey, man, I'm in Mexico. I, I'm gonna eat some steak, but I'm afraid of it." I asked the fucking the, the butcher where he got it from. He got it from this area. Do you think I should eat it? And he'll he'll mostly like you tell you, you know what? I wouldn't eat it. Why don't you eat some ceviche? Or hey, why don't you eat something else, bro? Because I don't trust that right now. So these guys can't be like, I didn't know, I didn't know, I don't know what to talk to. There's a designated person, and that and I'm I don't I don't think the WBC does not have a designated person to talk to. Who's basically on the phone saying, hey, okay, you know what? No, this the vitamins you're doing is tainted or this is tainted. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going you're to pop. You're going to pop for steroids. Well, this sounds like this is probably like, I guess, I guess, I mean, bad communication for, I guess, from the WBC, from the Canelo camp. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Uh, that's what it sounds like you're saying, I guess. I'm thinking it. That... Like you said, if there's, if there's nobody in from the WBC that will do that, and then Can- and, and Canelo's team isn't trying to communicate with them, I guess that's also their fault. Yeah. Basically. When did he fight Khan? He fought Khan on May 6th. What year? 2016. No, 20... Yeah, 2016. So this was implemented... I think implemented it, was, since, I think it was May 6th. So this was implemented since 2016. So I don't know how he did not fall under the and into the drug testing policies. Yeah. I mean, I know that they had just implemented, so maybe they were just new to it. I don't know. Again, this podcast is not is not implementing and saying that 
oh, Canelo's a tested positive for steroids or he's a user. But I'm saying, you know, that, you know, if we're going into this metaphorical uh, alternate universe, if he does pop, would it, would, would it, would it, it would not be some, out of the question, whatever. Some guy, here you read. Okay, what's the part? As Daniel Etcher, director of sports medicine research and testing laboratory, the water accredited lab that conducted the test stated in this letter on Monday, these values are within the range of what is expected from meat contamination. Upon receiving this information, Golden Boy immediately notified the Nevada State Athletic Commission and Gennady Golovkin's promoter, Tom Loeffler. In the letter, Vada sent disclosing the positive test. Goodman said he had spoken to Nevada State Athletic Commission Executive Bob Bennett and that the current plan is to continue to test Mr. Alvarez as so that the Nevada State Athletic Commission can make a final determination. Mr. Alvarez has the right to properly request, analyze the B samples at his expense. So, okay, so he can say, you know what, test me again. Or, you, why don't you use the previous sample? Because, I mean, let's say they, okay, let's say they, they tested him yesterday, Sunday. The results came Monday. But let's say they tested me last week. So I can be like, you know what? Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. Test me again. And you're right with that, guys. What you said, like, a few seconds ago, it says Alvarez usually does the bulk of his training for fights in San Diego. Oh, fuck you in Mexico for it. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I didn't even know he was in, in Mexico. I really thought he was in Colorado. I think that was the last thing I heard. No, no, no. no I told training. you on the podcast that they, were think that they said they couldn't go to Colorado because it's too cold and they wouldn't be able to do the road work. Mm-hmm. So they were looking at alternate places to go. If they're in Mexico, what part of Mexico? If we come to find that he was in Guadalajara, Mexico, I mean, then you weren't really in high altitude places. Then you were just in your hometown mm-hmm. fucking around. Not fucking around, but you were training for the fight. Yeah. And, I mean, again, uh, Francisco Vargas says a positive. Eric Morales says a positive. Yudas says a positive. It, I mean, it's a common thing. Why the fuck are you eating that meat, first of all? So, uh, let's just say he, it, this was by accident, yeah. So, he should be coming out. You know, clean then. If he does so take the test, he again. has the he. Uh, from what I read right now, he has the right to ask for a B sample to get retested again, and to analyze the test to compare A and B. Hmm. So, and then right now he will be further tested, and it will be determined by the New, uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission whether this fight will continue or not. And I doubt the Nevada is going to throw away a million dollars, a million dollar fight I, out of the I window. Doubt so. Too. so I think if he if he tests positive again, they throw it out. If it's kind of like, oh, it, you know, it, it's fishy, but uh, they think they can still fight. They can still fight. Mm-hmm. This is the commission that broke the rules and said anybody who fights above one forty seven has to wear twelve ounce gloves, ten ounce gloves, and said, oh, you know what? For this fight only, we're gonna allow you guys to wear eight ounces instead. So just make up stipulations as they go along. What the for fuck? the money value, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. They were fighting at super welterweight. The division limit for the gloves are 10 ounces. Yeah. They petitioned for eight. Everyone said they're going to say no. And surprisingly, they said yes. No shit. How much is this money? This fight made like a billion dollars. Almost a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to say. You think they're going to say if Canelo's test come a little iffy again? Unconclusive. If they come back unconclusive, you honestly think that Nevada's going to be like, you know what? No. Because we're professionals. And we care about the safety of our fighters. We're going to say no to this. No, they're going to be fucked. We don't want to throw away this money. Because Golden Big, well, you know we go to Texas. And Texas can turn the other fucking cheek. We can <laughs> take this to the Cowboy Stadium right now. Don't turn, Jerry Jones will turn the other fucking cheek. Fuck it. We've seen it done before. We've seen it done before. So, I mean, I think, I doubt the Nevada's going to be like, no. Out of principles, we won't do it. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not going to say that. They're going to do the fight. 
If, but if he comes back po- again, testing the same shit again, then he's fucked. And Nevada has no other choice than to cancel the fight. And mm-hmm. I doubt that Triple G's going to fight him after that. I mean, I can see what everyone will be start saying on social media, yeah. Yeah. Especially the Triple G fans. Boxing fans in general, they're going to ostracize his ass. Well, they really don't like him. <laughs> boxing fan, him under the table. boxing fans don't boxing. like him as it is right now. Yeah. They, they, think, they, well, they think he's a bitch. For you to go to the interviews, didn't you say he was like a dick? That he didn't want to be there? He acted like a, a little bit of a dick. I felt like he was kind of dickish. Yeah. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He was like, all right, fuck it. I'll answer these stupid questions. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. He looked like that. <clears throat> you know, maybe it was because of the roids. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying he's on it. I'm making fun of the fact that maybe he was... <laughs> I mean, I, again, again. Remember, I told you I've never seen him so uh, very bothered when he was arguing with with uh, Triple G's trainer. Remember, Abel Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see right now. Yeah. Maybe he's we'll looking see. for that competitive edge. You know, who knows? Maybe this was a thing. But we'll come to find out. I mean, um, for sure, we're gonna keep you guys posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Every time we go on the show, we'll talk about it if, if it's on. It happened to be we were lucky that this happened while we decided to talk about this fight. Uh, there's other plenty of news in boxing. Uh, Omar Figueroa is dropped out of the fight. It was announced last night that he will no be no longer be in the fight. Uh, multiple sources say it's because of a shoulder injury. Some people are saying because he has a DUI uh, court appearance. I think in a couple weeks he's got busted for DUI. Yeah, but who gives a shit about that? And maybe he's going to court. Yeah, I don't know, Dell. Again, these are multiple sources, but everyone's concluding that he has a shoulder injury. <laughs> the fight is not postponed. Uh, again, all day rumors flew that it's, uh, Jesse Var is it Jesse Vargas? Yeah. Oh, they finally announced it. Yeah, they, uh, PBC finally announced that oh. yeah Broner will fight Vargas. Holy shit! And I was gonna go into a list of fighters that are possible and they could be good. What do you think of that fight? The, okay, were, um, were you interested? Not, in the, were you interested in the original fight? Same thing with this one. Yeah, not bad. I mean, Jesse Vargas, former junior welterweight, former welterweight champion of the world. You know, he's never in a he's never in a boring fight. Adrian Broner, he's always good off camera. Nah, never never good on camera. True, but I, I, you know how I feel about Adrian Broner. So Where are they fighting at? Are they fighting at welterweight or are they fighting at a catchweight? Did you fight now by any chance? Uh, no, I don't think they ever said it, no. I, I don't the, think so. I know the first fight was going to be held at uh, junior welterweight. Um, yeah, junior welterweight, so it's going to be at a... Uh, 140, but I don't know if this fight you're saying you don't know. I like to think probably 147. Makes sense to me. It doesn't say blah blah blah. Former welterweight champion Jesse Vargas replaces injured Omar Figueroa for division. It doesn't say where this place fight will take place. It's still at the Barclays Center, still April 21st. Uh, it's actually been getting a lot of boxing matches. I, I, I hear that they have like a. Al Heyman made a good deal with the Barclays Center. And the Barclays Center is making good money with these fighters right now. So right, yeah, I noticed he looks to go back. And they be, that's the only place they only work in the east in the east coast. They rarely come out to the west. Golden Boys, the west. What other arena do they have besides the Staples Center for Forum. them to guard? Oh, the Forum is fucking revamped, dude. I was there to watch. I was there to watch Triple G versus uh, fuck, I forgot. Uh, was it William Monroe? I forgot who. No, I was there. He said the best fight was outside. Yeah, those people fighting outside. I, I saw a guy <laughs> argue with another guy. And they're like, what? What, motherfucker? What? Hit him with the right hand. The guy fell like a sack of shit. <laughs> and he was on the floor and out for the 10 count. Uh, Should have counted, bro. I know. I was counting in my head, though. Uh, 
<laughs> so in LA, you got Staples, you got the Microsoft Center because they they hosted a Lomachenko fight there, uh, mm-hmm. the Forum, and Home Depot Center or StubHub if you want to. StubHub. I still yeah. call it the Home Depot Center. Yeah. So we have yet to see it. I know that Oscar used to always fucking dangle and saying he always wanted to do a fight in Dodger Stadium. Because I know that Cotto did one in Yankee Stadium. Magic, Magic Johnson petitioned for it for the first oh, yeah. Triple G one, but nothing mm-hmm. came about. Yeah, fuck, I would love to have it at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. That, it goes back to the throwback fights. Back in the day, they used to fight in those type yeah. of arenas. Yeah. You saw uh, Sugar Ray Robinson fight in Yankee Stadium numerous times. Yeah. Same thing with fucking Joe Lewis. Yeah. Throw, it's a throwback to the old back, back yeah, to yeah, the old days. Badass, I would go see it. I would personally go see that fight. I would pay whatever I can to go see that fight. Dude, how much is the fight now? Or... It's overpriced. I know my wife tried to look for the Canelo fight. I think the most expensive ticket was like five fifty. Bet some in the nosebleeds. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, they're expensive right now. They're really expensive right now. Bet them. Just give a kidney. And now I'm gonna have to give two kidneys. I'm gonna give Brian's <laughs> and mine's. Fucked <laughs> up. I'm gonna give Brian's kidneys. They're so fresh. Mine's a little shot. Mine's a little shoddy. <clears throat> so. That's a that's a sick sacrifice. Yeah. You're not interested in the Broner Marcus. What was that? You're not interested in Broner Vargas, and so you have no, you have no dog in the race in this one. You don't. No, have... yeah, not, not much interest. I mean, of course, I'll watch it if I could. Have you not that's... seen Instagram? He's training. <laughs> Broner's training hard. <laughs> yeah, if right? you want to, if you want to call that. No, no I, again, I, I'm not interested. Fat and fat once fat he fat you know, starts picking up no, some, Broner, you know, Broner, who's that guy on the bed saying that he's gonna beat Wilder up? That's, oh shit! Did you hear Tyson Fury video <laughs> that he would that that uh the, that version of Wilder he that fought um, Luis Ortiz Tyson Fury in his comeback could beat fucking uh, would beat his ass would beat Wilder's ass. What do you think? Uh, what do you think I of think that? Hold on. Let's put the mm-hmm. Broner talk like on, yeah. on the side. What do you think of Tyson Fury saying? I would beat his ass. You didn't see that? He was in bed. Uh, I think I couldn't finish it because I couldn't stand him watching his nipples there. Because he was like half naked in the bed. But uh, again, like you said, he's hungry. He's hungry. He's just saying that to get back in the ring. Tyson Fury, let him know that. If we could beat Tyson. I could beat him. I'm caressing my own nipples. Folks who can't, you guys can't see it. So right now, Mr. B Ray is like frantically laughing right now. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch that video because again, he's all talking like whatever butt boys. I would totally beat him. He's like rubbing his nipples. I was like, I, I'm scrolling. I'm not gonna watch this video. Well, it was like two in the morning when that fight happened. It said he said <laughs> it was two in the fucking morning. So okay, so going back to it, Broner. So you're yeah. not interested. You're not interested in Adrian Broner coming back. I know that uh, you were disappointed. And his performance against Mikey Garcia, you're tired of his bullshit. You're tired of this whole AB persona. You're you're pretty much saying the last fight that, the last fight, the last time we talked about him, you said Broner, get your shit together. Yeah. Okay, so alternate universe here. From what I'm seeing on Instagram, I mean, we know we've seen him multiple times. Let's just say he shows up prepared, and let's show we see we see vintage uh vintage Broner. Would that entice you to go back get into the Broner bandwagon again or would you be like nope. no nope. you're tired you're done he, he he needs to win maybe like like three four fights in a row man and look good he's fighting a top 10 welterweight Jesse Vargas is not a slouch man he you know, gave I, he gave Bradley a good fight he even almost close, came close to knocking Bradley out he went 12 rounds with air quotes the great Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. you know <laughs> He, he, here's, I mean, he was a guy that 
at the time when he was with Mayweather and my, and Amir Khan was like, I want to fight you, I want to fight you, he said, I'll fight you if you defeat my prospect, Jesse Vargas. So he's a well-touted fighter. Yeah, only 10 knockouts, but never an adult fight. Knocked out Saddam Ali when Saddam Ali was uh, considered to be one of the next rising stars in the Walter Reed division. Knocked him out. He's a a, a, a good opponent to for Broner to... For Broner to win, if Broner wins, he puts himself back in the in the A side list, puts himself back in the top contention to probably fight the big fights again, and maybe maybe be considered one of the next big stars if he gets his shit together. If he shows up like he showed up against Mikey, then I I'll say this right now: if he shows up like he did against Mikey and Jesse Vargas fight, I will probably stop following. I will stop being a Broner fan. I think he's good. He's I think he's a good fighter. He just gets in his own way. No, he's he's very talented. I think I saw this on on Instagram where someone says, "Bro, the story with Broner is that he's he's gonna forever be uh, how do you call that a what if man? He could have been, he could have been a great star." Yeah. So so you have no... he does not. He likes to go around, you know, fuck around, grab you know, grab girls by the pussy or whatever uh, what he did last time. Allegedly, he said that. The woman wanted an autograph. He said yeah. no. She got aggressive. And then she started saying the shit happened. It's a he said, she yeah. said thing. Not our thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was new in box? Besides, again, there's a lot of shit that we talked about. Fuck. Uh, uh, I think the one... I think it's this week for Mikey, the Mikey Garcia fight. All right. uh, so, so, basically, we do a lot of things here in this show. We're almost getting to an hour. This Saturday night at the uh, I think San Antonio, Texas, mm-hmm. we got Mikey Garcia challenging 154 pounder IBF champion Sergey Lipinets. These right now will be our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. So, Brian, let's go first. Who do you got? I'm assuming, uh, I'm going to guess for you, I'm assuming you're Mikey Garcia. Knockout, decision, or technical knockout? Yeah, you know me. I I don't I don't always like to go for a knockout because it, it just doesn't really come by. But I think this time I'm going to go for it. I think he's going to win by knockout. What round? Uh, man, I, I'll, I'll say I'll give him six rounds. You think he goes six rounds? My wild guess. Yeah, my wild guess, I'll give him six rounds. Mikey's really hungry. Mikey's been hungry since he came back, since he got out from the top rank. Exactly. He's really hungry, and again, I think this fight is going to show again why he deserves the big fights. Okay. So you're saying you're saying knockout in the sixth round? Uh, I, I say six, yeah. Okay. Why? So why? Do you think he's just better overall? You just said because he's hungry. He's hungry, exactly. What's next? He's hungry, and he just wants to prove he's he's a... You know the the best the best fighter right now. What's next for him if he wins? Does he move up to? Does he do what he said he was gonna do? He'll, I'm gonna move to. I'm gonna move back down to 135. Fight Loma or Linares, or do you think the logic move is? Why am I gonna struggle to move down to 135? Might as well just go to uh, 147 and start challenging, start fighting for those guys. Or does he stay at 140 and just campaign there for a while? I think for me, I think he should stay at one forty. He should stay there, fight you know a couple fights, and then move to one forty seven. I think going to one forty seven is too quick right now. If uh, let's say he wins, 
and he decides to move up. I think that's a bit too fast. I think you should stay at 140, maybe another year or two. What's your question, Piscaletto? I don't know if you've answered it before. I don't know. Can a boxer just stay in one? Yeah, he one, can. One yeah. weight class and fight it out throughout his career? Has anybody done that? Uh, Heavyweights. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, uh, basically. <laughs> what fighter, Brian, has been on one weight class and never moved? I can't think of one, no, because everyone has always just moved up. You go where the money's at. Up, you right? go where yeah, the money's yeah. at. Yeah, makes sense. You go where the money's yeah. at. The only yeah, one, I think the only one person that probably was, would have done it, Bernard Hopkins. But by that time, I mean, the he his, his, uh, his age was already getting into him, so he felt like, okay, well, you know what? I got to adapt my body now because my age, I'm going to move up to light heavyweight. And he did better at heavyweight, but I think the closest... Would be Bernard Hopkins. He stayed in one division for almost ten years. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, he did. He was like a decade, right? He held that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah ten did, years. Ten years. I mean, if it wasn't for him losing it, maybe he would have gone for record-breaking numbers. Yeah. But I mean, I think he moved because it's like, okay, uh, I got bested by this young kid, and instead of staying here and lingering and being another name in this division, I'm just gonna move up and. My body's gonna thank me for it. And he did. It did thank him for it. Like heavyweight, mm-hmm. but I can't think of another fighter that stayed in one. Well, no. Well, Ricky Winky Wright moved up to one 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 sixty. Uh, Aaron Pryor did a couple fights at welterweight. I can't think of a fighter that stayed in one entire division uh, and never moved up. I can't think of it. I mean, if, if the no. fans, if the fans who listen to this show know who the fuck stayed in one. This era, within the last 30 years, the last 40 years, stayed with in one division. I mean, if you guys can answer that question, I mean, I'm assuming we can, we can give you a shout-out or, or a little promo. We'll, we'll think of something. But if you guys can give us that answer, that'll be great because that, that's, that's a good question. What fighter within the last 40 years has stayed in one division only and not moved up? Yeah. Because yeah. every fighter moves up for yeah, financial yeah. reasons. They all move up. Yeah. That's well, the reason. Nowadays, for one, yeah, for financial reasons. Yeah, because I mean, why are you going to stay in a division that's not loaded with anybody, where you're making four hundred thousand dollars? You can move up to another division, yeah. and you can guarantee yourself a, you can guarantee a payday. good payday, yeah. mm-hmm. set yourself up for life. I mean, that's the ultimate goal for these fighters: set themselves up financially for life. Yeah, what did um, what did Ortiz and uh, Wilder's daughters have that day? Ortiz's daughter has like a rash, some type of thing where she like. Listers up and mm-hmm. rashes. Mm-hmm. So she's taking it. And then uh, the Wilder's daughter, is that Bull's palsy? I forget what she had. It was something where she couldn't, when she was a child, she couldn't walk. Oh, fuck. So they're both parents of children that are. Yeah, it was special needs. That's special what I mean. needs, That's yeah. What they were talking about. Yeah, it. so story Deontay Wilder was going to go to the University of Alabama That's to play football. A, yeah, for a football contract. But his daughter got sick, and he was like, You need money. I, you money. And I guess someone told him, Hey, you know, you got the frame. You got the athleticism. Have you thought about boxing? It pays a little better. You know, you can get money right away. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. He jumped into boxing. He's only been boxing since the age of 17. He's only been in the sport for eight years only. He looks like a good Mandingo fighter. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to throw that out. I know you did. I know you're bringing a little rambling flavor to the show today. It is episode 20, so it's just, it's just. So, Mikey Garcia, six-round knockout because he's hungry. Because... He wants it the most, and you don't, and you think he'll stay there for two or three fights, and then move to one forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Am I right, Brian? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I think he. I mean, he will be crazy if he goes back to one thirty-five to fight Lemachenko. Then that means, damn, he's willing to do anything. But the smart move, don't go down to one thirty-five. Yeah. Just go up. So my prediction, uh, I saw Sergey Lipinets. I don't see nothing special. 
Mikey Garcia. I've always been a fan of Mikey Garcia since he fought 126. Since he won his title against Orlando Salido. Always been a fan of his. I was uh, hoping he would return when he was suing top rank. And he's come back. And he's come back with the vengeance. Uh, I was rooting for him against Broner. Even though that was a tough pick for me. Mm-hmm. This fight, easy pick. I think he wins. And I'm probably going to go a little bit ahead of you. I think he knocks him out within three rounds. Yeah. I think, uh, again, the reason why I picked Mikey for the Broner fight, his application to the game, his dedication, his ring IQ is what's going to get him through. And I think there's yeah, there's nobody right now that has that in that in that division right now, in the 140 division. They can bring all that. The dedication, the application to the game, everything. This guy has he's a total package. If Mikey Garcia uh, had had fast hands like uh, Lomachenko, the man would be right now pound for pound in the list. But he, it's not so, that. He's like he's like a, uh-huh. he's the Mexican Andre Andre Ward. He's not the fastest. He's not the hardest hitter. But the motherfucker knows how to work you. He knows the game inside and out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he wins. I think he knocks him out in three. I don't think no, Lipin. I don't think Lipinitz goes any further. Three rounds. I say three rounds. He knocks him out. Um, I don't know the undercard of that fight. Is there any undercard for that? Uh, not that I know of. Because I know the Charlo fight got canceled. Cause what's his face got injured, and then uh, did you hear that Charlo and Danny Jacobs were fight, uh, arguing? Yeah, they started arguing. And... Yeah, because they they started talking shit to each other, saying, "Hey, let's fight. Let's do this." And they, you know, and then the uh, what the fuck, and they met up. So one, Charlo was talking shit. Not talking shit, but he was like, look, I'm ready to fight anybody. Put him in front of me, I'll fuck him up. And then Johnny Jacobs comes and he goes, what's going on? He goes, I heard you talking shit, I heard you talking shit. And then, of course, Danny Jacobs' team, Charlo's team are getting rowdy. At the end, the leaders of the group said, you know what? We're fighters. We're here to make the same thing. We're here to make money. Mm-hmm. Then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. If I fight you, I fight you. If not, I don't, you know, but... I want to fight you. You want to fight me. It'll be a good fight. Let's do it. Yeah, that that does look like a good fight. Yeah, the Charlo? Fuck yeah, dude. I mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Danny Jacobs getting a handful against a fucking young lion like that. Uh, Rathers, Bartholomew. Nothing really... Nothing really interesting enough in that one for the San Antonio card. Just the uh, Sergey Lipinets and Mikey Garcia card. That's the only thing that's interesting. HBO's not even throwing a card, which makes no sense. Uh, no, besides Showtime, that's it. And then a couple weeks, but a month from now, we go, we come back for Broner Vargas now, announced. Mm-hmm. But I say that Sergey Lipinets gets knocked down in three rounds by Mikey Garcia. I think uh, he probably fights one more time because uh, Friday night on Showtime um, Showbox, uh, Julius Ndongo, the man who got knocked out by Terrence Crawford, he's fighting for a for a piece of the 140-pound titles that Crawford left behind. So I don't know if that's a, that's a potential opponent. The winner of that fight is a potential opponent for Mikey. If we both agree that Mikey's probably going to stick around at 140, you know, let his body, you know, uh, uh, get used to that division. And then depending how he feels, say, you know what, I can take seven pounds more and move up north. And I mean, is there anybody him. that you see at 140, man, that... That can like that. That's like the best opponent Mike can get in the ring with. No. Terrence Crawford wiped that division out. Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford wiped that division out. There's nobody left. Mikey's the only guy right now that that's good. Terrence is up north. He's gonna fight Jeff Horn. When? 
thinking? Uh, April, was it uh, April 14th? Which is no longer going to be on pay-per-view. Really? I didn't hear about that. They took it off pay-per-view. It will be live on ESPN. Well, that's good because it makes sense. Well, it would have made sense if you had Pacquiao, but Pacquiao's team has said, no, that's a that's a disrespectful move. You're being disrespectful. You put respect <laughs> yeah, in my I name. I read that. Put some respect into my name. <laughs> that's what Pacquiao's team. He put respect into his name. But that, no, he's not going to fight him. He said no. Not going to fight him. He's not going to fight him on the card. So from what I heard, the pay-per-view is being scrapped. They're going to fight live on ESPN. So Jeff Horn, Terrence Crawford, live in the Mandalay Bay Event Center. For the WBO top ranked title, mm-hmm. yeah, Pacquiao feels like he he should be the uh, top draw of that pay per view event. Fighting a guy like Mike Arado is not a top draw. Not a top yeah, exactly. Draw. No, I, I agree. But me Pacquiao fighting a Skeleto would probably sell out Mandalay Bay. And, <laughs> and, and, and in his eyes, he feels like I don't care whoever I fight, I'm the top draw. Like that's basically the impression he gave, or either him or his team. I don't know who actually said that, but. Pacquiao? That's the impression yeah. they gave us. So Pacquiao was asked to be in another card. Yeah, he told me about that. He felt he said, that as a disrespect. Yeah, they put fucking respect into my name. He's fucking Fredo right now, dude. <laughs> You're not fighting nobody. You're not fighting nobodies. You're fighting nobodies. What the fuck are you going to be in the main event for? To fight another nobody? Ain't no one going to shell out 64 bucks to watch you fight Mike Alvaro. No one's going to fucking shell that shit out. No, bro. nobody. I would have shelled out. 50 to watch him fight Jeff Horn. I mean, Horn and Crawford and Pacquiao on the other card. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing because Crawford's a good fighter. But I'm not going to shout out 64 bucks to watch you fight Mike Alvarado. Fuck that. I'm not even paying. I'm not even, I'm not even upgrading my package to get ESPN. <laughs> you don't have ESPN? No, I don't have ESPN. Oh. I have ESPN in Espanol, so I'm probably going to watch it in Espanol. Yeah, I'm going to pay you all the money, Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> that's our picks. Uh... Do you guys have any, 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 any uh, criticism, critiques on our thing? Hey, hit us up. Have you got any emails? No, we put it up today, but no, no, but like since you for the show, no, not really. No, we don't get haters like on the rambling. <laughs> <laughs> rambling, get, rambling. Oh gets, no, yeah, you guys definitely get, get one for sure. We got okay, one. Dino, boy. We got two. No, was it one? Same fucking guy. Oh yeah, we got one hater. <laughs> really? He hated Chubbs. Yeah. He came back, complimented Chubbs. We're waiting for his response again. Well, he, did, he doesn't like that we haven't started a pitch diver. Yeah, he's waiting for the pitch divers podcast. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, we got one correspondence from one guy. But hey, on Instagram, we're getting a lot of people commenting on our pictures, though. Yeah, a lot of people are commenting, yes. You guys are knowledgeable in your shit. Yeah. Got the shit thrown out, and then you went to that thing last week. Yeah, so it gives us more uh, exposure. More, more exposure. Mm-hmm. More of a, a re- uh, we're relevant in the boxing game. Exactly. In the hurt business. So, Mr. Brian, we covered everything we can cover in boxing. Usually, again, I'd always leave you the last segment. Do you have any wrestling today? Why can't you people understand that that kind of wrestling isn't real? It's still real to me, damn it. Uh, you know what? Yes, I do. Since we have all all three of us, you know, talking, man, I, I think we should talk about uh, the, the subject you brought up months ago. I think this is when you started. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Who's okay. better? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> Who's fucking good? Or Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Nature Boy all the way, man. Mr. Perfect, bro. I don't know. Now, I, I, 
No, I get I like both. both. Don't get me wrong. Both I like big both. Look, we're gonna go I by. Think this is perfect. We're gonna go by Dude. resume. Rick Flair has yeah, a better resume. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. The question was who was better, and overall oh, yeah, everything, was everything, everything, Mike skills, wrestling skills, yeah. championship runs. Rick Flair takes the cake and everything. And the saggier titties. And he's still alive. He's still alive. For he now. Wins, he, wins, he wins by a landslide, bro. Oh, but he wins by six feet. He wins by six feet? There you go. Damn. He's still alive. Brian said for now. He looks like he's about to croak. Yeah. You haven't seen him? He's a, no, I haven't seen him. He's, he had like, what, a heart attack a couple months ago, no? He had a heart attack, yeah. And then, oh, and then after he got out of bed, he did a video. And, man, he, he just looks, he looks like, like shit. Who goes first? Nature Boy or Stan Lee? I think the Nature. The Nature still lives that Damn. lifestyle. Does he? The Nature looks so. The Nature oh, Boy shit. still looks like he's jet flying, limousine riding. So how many woo does he have left? He has a couple woos left in him. Right, cool. He did a music video with some rapper that puts woo in the back. Oh yes. <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah. So he has a couple woos left in him. Right, cool. I'm telling you, man. He dies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry that day. I'm gonna call out of work. Yeah, sad day. Oh man, that that, that, that would be a sad day. Yeah. I think that, now, but, yeah. uh, oh, I think that no, like like you say, uh, overall the whole package, uh, yeah, Ric Flair is the better guy. But, but, What's the next event? Uh, what was that? What's the next WWE event? Uh, it's a ridiculous name called Fastlane. That's the last uh, event before WrestleMania. Oh. I think it's next week. Yeah. What's WrestleMania gonna be at this time? It's gonna be in uh, New Orleans. Oh shit. They're going back again. They only do stadiums now. Really? Yeah, they're they going to the stadium now. They so they'll be at the... Uh, uh, no, it makes sense. It's, it's Mer- a big Mercedes draw. Superdome. Yeah. It's a big draw. Yeah, so when they come back here is when they have the new um, Rams. Oh, the Rams Stadium? Oh, shit. So I, th- I think, right? They're coming, but they're coming out here, right, when the Rams build the stadium? I've heard some talk that they might be there in the year 2020 or 2021. Yeah. I'm down. There's a rumor. and I, Yeah, me too. I'm down. <laughs> Brian's saving up his money already. Fuck it, dude. Let's go. He's going to get his all-access pass. Nosebleed. Yeah, if uh, yeah, hopefully I hope they do make it there because I, I'm at a point where like you know what I, I say fuck it wherever they're at I Have will you get seen it. A match? But no, he hasn't been to a live. You never been to a Monday Night Raw or I've never show. been to a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown any live events, man. Damn, never, never should go to that. He show. almost had a chance to go to a bingo hall to watch uh, Johnny Mundo. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Mundo, uh, Matt Hardy. I was uh, I oh, I always wanted to go, but they never gave me the days off. Yeah, yeah so uh, there was like an indie show. She was said he had the shits or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that! Oh, no, he hasn't had. He hasn't. Well, had. they have wrestling around here. That mongoloid and yeah, they, and they go to they go to lucha. Know? They go to no. Chubb doesn't go. No, it's uh, it's, uh Gerardo. Oh, Gerardo. Pebble, the Pebble. The Pebble, yeah. Uh, no, they go to lucha <laughs> underground. No, they go to indie shows. There's a lot of indie shows out here. Like, what? Wrong? Right? I think you mm-hmm. said by the bowling alley. Or West they took it down. I guess the promo moved. Ah. So I guess they're like, they're only booking for a couple months. Yeah. And they go to different other town hall, like little VFWs. Because I was telling Brian, they have like a, a like they had X Pac and Mr. Razzle here in Baldwin Park. Oh, really? They were there? Yeah, they were there. It's like literally, it's like a VFW hall. And they would be there, but they're no longer there. I don't know where they moved to. I got to talk to my mm-hmm. coworker, who's a big wrestling fan too. And he was telling me, yeah, that that's where they were at. So I'm asking, hey, where did they move? Because he said a lot of people go there. He said Mr. Raz, X Pac. Uh, who else was there? I forgot. Uh, a couple of basically indie wrestlers. So. Anybody who likes the indie scenes knows who these big guys are. Wow. 
I mean, uh, a live event for sure. I do want to go. I think that's like the one first stop I really want to go. Set it up, do it I, down. Well, they were coming. Yeah, uh, what I was I was told because uh, people say the live events, WWE live events, are a better show than you see on Raw and on SmackDown. Yeah, because they're taping and they're having yeah, they, have, they have to go through a program. Yeah. 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 So that's why I people always tell me if, if you're gonna start going to WWE events, man, live events right there. Yeah, just go there. They put yeah. on a better show. Uh, don't they give tickets away for free? I, I hope they do. <laughs> I heard they got shitty, if that's the truth, I'll probably win free ticket. For the Monday Night Raws. And yeah, they have like the worst attendance this year. Really? Yeah, uh, so I think SmackDown. SmackDown is the one that's been getting poor the, ticket sales. All the horny nerds are not going? No, they're not going anymore. Oh, they, they can get free porn. Which is... Not even with the which Divas? Which is... Uh, not even with the Divas? Yeah, no horny what, people going to see the Divas? No, they call the, the they call women now. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. Hashtag <laughs> me too. Hashtag me too. They call women, but, but I still call them divas, so I don't give a shit about that. But yeah, they're called women now. The women of wrestling, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The women of wrestling, the women's division, yeah. They made diva a dirty word now. I'm sorry, am I going to get shut down for saying that now? <laughs> no. Sorry, bro. Okay. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck you, you said it. <laughs> you made me say it. <laughs> Fucker. Uh... But yeah, poor first ticket goes for SmackDown, and I think that's something I wanted to mention on this show. Uh, when they started the, the draft in, tw- in the summer of 2016, SmackDown was really the the better show. You can say that was the A show. I know everyone says, oh, you know, Monday Night Raw is the A show because it's been there longer. Uh, SmackDown was definitely the A show. They were cutting great promos, great wrestling matches. Uh, they were being a bit edgy. Not like how it is now, where it's you know PG and they have to watch what they say. But if you if you watch SmackDown two years ago, it was almost like almost I I, I don't want to say it was like almost watching the editor like in the '90s with Stone Cold and The Rock, but it was just like that. It was almost like that, and I thought they were getting there. But then once they did the second draft in early 2017, SmackDown just fell, man. It's completely shit now, and then it is what it is now. Poor sit, uh, poor uh, ticket sales, and it just, it just, you ask yourself, anybody that watched wrestling, you just ask yourself, what the fuck happened? What happened to that show? It was must see television, and it was something that I wish you, you know, you ruckus that you watched a little, little bit, but I, th- I think you could if you go to the to the network and watch at least one episode. I uh, let's say in, in October of twenty sixteen. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'm yeah, of course. You'll be like, no. That, you know what? You <laughs> I, know why? I remember back then, that shit was fucking dope. I would be like, every week, I'd be like, fuck, I need to go watch this shit. And yeah, I'll fucking no, go I'll to my it. sister's TV because she had uh-huh. cable. But now, no, it's I, like, eh. Like, no, no, I mean, tell us. Like, what what, what was great about it last at that time? Just what the storylines. So it was just, you had good wrestling. You had, maybe because they went all out. I'm sure now with the concussions and the people dying and... And the roids. And yeah, and the roids too is like deep. It was more violent, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was more violent. And people will like violence, especially like it's it's fake violence, but it's still violence in in itself because people are really getting injured. And also the things they were saying to each other, right? Like they didn't sugarcoat shit. Nah, fuck they, no, dude, that like, was... The promos they were they were I'll saying kick you in the ass, I'ma fuck your wife too. Basically <laughs> <laughs> I'ma fuck your wife's dead corpse. <laughs> It was just like that, yeah, and you know, and and SmackDown was was sort of getting there when, again in the summer of twenty sixteen, and it just filled the shit. So, 
It's really sad. Again, it's really sad, and I hope they really pick it up. I've heard many rumors that Vince McMahon didn't like the idea that SmackDown was beating Raw. And so I heard that he they told him to, you know, to have, have calm guys, it down. Again, guys, I'm taking it as a rumor. Have you guys talked about the, the XFL? Like, no, he didn't bring it. We weren't doing the segment yet. Oh, my bad. It was just a failed tenure, and now he's bringing it well, back. Well, he's right? waiting a year, right? No, two years to take it out. So that means he's doing the yeah, he's doing he, it properly. Yeah, he's coming back in, in 2020, yeah. He's doing it properly but now. Why, though? It failed before. Is it like That's what I said. Arena football did good. It's folded. It's yeah, non-existent it's anymore. You, bought it. <laughs> you think so? I think you bought it. I think I the idea, the concept of the XFL was good. You got no uh, the way the pay scale was. You want to give? You want to make the big bucks? Play hard. You want to make that million dollar? You want to make uh, the money? You your quotas to hit this many fucking yards, hit this many touchdowns. It was no longer oh guaranteed a salary of fucking eighty million dollars a year. Oh yeah, it no, true it's too. you want to hit? You want to hit this number? You gotta give me. You gotta produce on the field. I'm not gonna sense. pay you just because you're good. Yeah. We get you're good. Put it on the field. Uh-huh. That was a good concept, which a lot of people loved. It gave. Second chances to a lot of players. Uh, what was that one quarterback for the LA Extreme, Brian? Dad. No. That uh, nickname? Yeah. Oh, she Hate Me? No, no, She Hate Me was Las oh, Vegas. She Hate Me. That was oh, okay. No, he was a quarterback for the Las, uh, no, for LA Extreme. Then he ended up no, playing, I, he ended up playing for... Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a Marijuanovich. No, it was fuck. Him. No, fuck. He had like a weird last name. What was the team... LA, LA Extreme. Extreme, yeah, put that uh, yeah, XFL LA Extreme. He was a quarterback. Extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Unav, Monix or something like that. I don't remember. The the only one I remember was she hate me. Well, she hate me. I don't think he went anywhere. But <laughs> no, these players were like guys that honestly played but never got picked up by the NFL. And they ended up playing small league. They got sent over here. It, the concept was great. Don't get it. I mean, we saw the documentary. Yeah. The concept was good, but when when things weren't going the right way. You pull the trigger and start bringing in WWE type shit to it. And now, I mean, that was the first thing you saw. What the fuck? Brian, you still there? Hello? Okay. I don't know, something happened. He sounded like... Oh, Tommy Maddox. Yeah, you too. Tommy Maddox. <laughs> sounded like a demon. Yeah, same thing. You sounded like, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> we got invaded. Possessed. It's the shit demon. <laughs> it's Johnny Maddox, Brian. The hormone monster. The hormone. Have you seen Big Mouth yet, Brian? Which one? No. What's it called again? Big Mouth. No. Dude, watch that shit. Watch that shit. Big Mouth. Can remind, no, okay, remind you of the shit that I used to talk about as a kid? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was Tommy Maddox. But who, who did he play for? He, when he played. I know he played for Den. No, not Denver. He played for like, numerous teams. Second string quarterback. Nobody arena football player too. Arena football, but nobody Steelers. Yeah, he played for a couple other teams too. UCLA. Yeah, for the Broncos, Rams, Giants, Falcons, Red Dog. The fuck. This is the thing. People wouldn't have known who Johnny Maddox was if it wasn't for the XFL. A lot of players got that second chance because of the XFL. The only thing that was wrong is the fact that we tried to that Vince McMahon and his cronies were thinking. It's a good idea to fucking promote it as a wrestling thing for football. No, motherfucker. Yeah, there were like storylines. Like you saw Jesse Ventura having right. a feud with one of the coaches. Yeah. Yeah, it was that one, Brian Bosworth. Yeah, yeah. That piece of shit. <laughs> oh, he's afraid of me, yeah. Only on direct TV. Only on direct TV. 
<laughs> it's inside joke. You tell me what I just said. Maybe when I put a wrestler in the White House in 2008. Yeah, I remember that. You're still waiting for that one. You know, yeah. You know, he said that, you know, he said that he didn't run for president. Who? Jesse Body Ventura. Oh. Because he used to be a member of the Mongols. Really? He used to be the sergeant in arms of the... I used to be the sergeant of arms of the Mongols. Yeah, he used to be a biker for the Mongols. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Did I send you that link, didn't I? No, I sent you the one where Sasso makes one of them. Who's Sasso? He's on Joe Rogan. Jesse the Mind. He's on Joe Rogan. Jesse the Mind. He talks about that he likes to live in Mexico because it's better. It's his own land. But he might eat tainted meat. Then you go, fuck, he's not, t- he's not tested. He's not tested. Right, so this is what we go through on Rambling Alcoholic. This is like a hybrid version episode today. It's got to please show up more often in this fucking show. This is funny. So he, yeah, so he said he did, He was not uh, ready for it because he was a uh, ex-Mongo. That was the reason why. And that, that would, they would have used that against him and there's other stuff they use against him, but... You know, yeah, I think I heard something like that, but I thought that was a joke. No, he said it. He says he still has the patches, but he can't show it because it's out of respect for the Mongols. <laughs> you don't want to get shut up by a Mongol. <laughs> it's a Mongol. Me saying the word right now, Mongol, is probably going to get me shot. Who, Mongol TTV Jump's friend? Yeah, 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 there we go. That'll give me a Mongol, the, our guest from two weeks ago. Mongol, Mongol. Mongol. <laughs> oh, shit, the demon came back. Yeah, dude, what the fuck was that? I don't know, the internet connection. So, anything else in wrestling? We found out that you just confirmed to me that Mr. Perfect sucked ass. The Ric Flair was a no, 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 no. I did not say he sucked ass. Be lying, I did bro. not say that. Did okay. not say that. Mr. Perfect, uh, he did. one of the great wrestlers. He did a definitely. You, you, can, you can't say fucked up thing about it. You just can't. Whatever. Even though you like to say, oh, yeah, he was, you know, he, uh, he was Ric Flair's bitch in the background. We can say all that you want, but there was no way Flair was yeah, better were, than perfect yeah. in the ring. I like fucking Ric Flair. Last time I checked, 16-time world champion. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I get it. 16-time. <laughs> How many times? 16. Oh, my God. But, I, again, but I'd rather prefer watch Mr. Perfect in the ring than Ric Flair. Goddamn right, Holmes. And you give a fuck, you guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, no disrespect to Ric Flair, but okay. Perfect was damn near perfect in the ring. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, well, we hit everything we wanted to hit in boxing. We shut the shit on wrestling. Talked about the yeah. XFL. Yeah. Uh, that shit won't last, by the way. Uh, you think it won't last? We'll find out. I mean, I'm not going to talk shit mm-hmm. right now. We'll see. I, I mean, I give it a good... I give it... I give it a good thing because uh, he's taking his time. He's not rushing it like he did the first time. Taking his time. He's building it up. How many the, teams is he going to I make? think it's going to be the same amount of teams. I think it's everything the same. I think... Oh, she's bringing back the same names and all that shit? I think he's... Uh, I do not... I would not be surprised if we start hearing he's going to start making moves and start hiring ex-NFL employees, like co- executives, to run it. To run the show like the, the NFL, but better. He the whole purpose, be, the whole purpose was to be better than the NFL. Just put the money, but don't put your hand in it. It's oh like yeah, he's, he's he can't. Like, he likes to put his hand in everything. Uh, he's like that piece of shit from the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that, they're good friends out here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him and Donald Trump too. You drank it all, bitch. <laughs> he's drinking beer and he looks at the beer like, like what the fuck? I mean, you've been drinking yeah, it. What the it. fuck else it goes? Is that evaporating <laughs> asshole? But uh, 
Are you tap? Are you done with your wrestling, Brian? Segment. No, one thing uh, oh. because uh, I I was about to say even though I say it may not last very long, I part of me feels uh wants to last very longer because uh, it seems like the rumor is probably true that Vince McMahon will leave the uh, will leave the company and have Triple H run run it. So part of me feels like the I hope the XFL does go really long, and I hope it is true that Vince McMahon will decided to just only take care of the XFL and only have his son in law uh, Triple H. Take care of uh, the run, entire WWE. Who runs it better? Who would run it better? Who has run uh, it better? Uh, Triple H has shown that he can run a wrestling uh, a wrestling show better. Yeah. He runs a a show called NXT, and it is way better than Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown. What's this rumor that their contract with the USA Network is about to expire? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, their contract is going to expire on September thirtieth, I think, twenty nineteen. And they're saying that they're gonna move to Fox. Monday Night Raw will be yeah, will be on Fox. Channel Eleven. And Fox? SmackDown will be what? Channel Eleven Fox. Channel yeah, yeah, on well, Fox here, and here SmackDown will 11, be on I don't, FS1. I don't know what Fox is for you. I think it's the Channel Twenty Four. Okay, okay. And SmackDown will be on FS1. I have that. Okay. And they okay. say that if if that happens, that means Raw has to go back to two hours and not three hours. I'm assuming you're happy for that. Shit, three hours? Yeah. Oh, dang. It's but a Brian, three. Brian says yeah. the boring is three hours. <laughs> it's all promo cutting and yeah. little cutaway segments. Yeah. I can, what run, do you think I can I, run a better uh-huh. show. I can run a, I gave Brian a blueprint on how to run a better show. <laughs> uh, what do you think I was saying? SmackDown was better. One, it was a short, it was shorter, two hours, and it was more wrestling and a little bit of promos. And, yeah, I feel Raw is just only driven on promos. That's how I just do promos. Five minute matches and then that's it. And then save the last match for like a good twenty minute, you know, match. Hey, did you see the new show called the Joe McHale Show starring Joe McHale? Yes. Oh man, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I am so glad that you told me that exists. I'm happy it's back. <laughs> my my girl Cass keeps telling me I'm sure you're glad it's back. I said fuck yeah, I'm glad it's back. Did you see the little segment of the WWE? Show. I, what? Did you see the segment they did for the WWE? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, they like to have the commercials, and you can see the matches at uh, the. Uh, so they do a double screen at the corner. So they, double screen. So they go. We're gonna go to commercial. We're, yeah. we're gonna have a commercial. So they do a double screen. So they do a big medium screen, a small screen right here, mm-hmm. and the commercials playing. What commercial was playing? So it was, it was a women's matchup, and I saw it because I watched the Joe McHale show. Yeah, yeah. What was it was it? a. I think it was like a State Farm commercial, and it was that one with their where their the black guy was singing, "Don't you forget about me." Then the wall, the man with those are you about me? You see, and then you see the two girls just bashing each other and shit. Right? <laughs> so there's fucking guys singing a song while the two girls are beating shit. Yeah. Yep. So they picked the right commercial to play with people. <laughs> That's what makes it like the stupid funny right there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very glad that show's very back. It's it's more it's more funnier than than it was. And they curse and... more. What was that? They can curse more. Because yeah. Yeah, they like, do. he can say anything now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I always look forward to every week to watch that show. It's fucking funny. And, again, I'm I'm just... I was like... I, mean, I think I said that to myself, too. Like, why does he go fucking to Netflix, man? He was trying to get that Monique money. Probably. <laughs> Who's that guy? Huh? Joe McHale? Uh, did you ever watch on E! The Soup? You know what? No. What's no. his name? Joe McHale. Joe McHale? He's come out in a couple movies. I'm he came out in Community. Community. Did you ever watch Community on NBC? No. Okay. Uh, I've heard about it. He came out in Ted One. He was that one guy that supposedly had Neil, uh, Lance Armstrong's balls. 
How do you spell Mikhail? Like double C? Mikhail, Mikhail, Mikhail. I don't know. I think one C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think M C A L E. Well, he has a show on Netflix, so he does like he does like he rips on pop culture. So he looks. He literally has his crew look at YouTube clips. Uh, TV reality TV show clips. Yes. They pick the stupidest comments, the stupidest things, and he comments about it on the show. Oh, all right. Yeah. So Brian, me, Brian, me, me and Brian used to watch it when we lived together. Yeah. We share a room. It was on E. Called it was to be called the Soup. The Soup. And he was funny as fuck. Uh, but I guess he was getting more and more like more famous. So they offered him a sh- uh, show called Community. But he was still doing the Soup. Yeah. He went through budget cuts and said, you know what? We're gonna cancel your show. His wife is doing something in the background, <laughs> so they can't. So they canceled the show. But uh-huh. he had Community. Oh, okay. Community then got canceled a year later, so he was left without a job. Mm. So the soup was canceled. His show got canceled. So he was left with. He was doing movies here and there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I remember, I've seen him before. I just don't know. And then uh, out of nowhere, it, Netflix had the Joe McHale show starring Joe McHale. Joe and McHale. I'm like, oh, let me click on it. And it's basically the same concept, except it's not called The Soup. It's the Joe McHale show. Oh, okay. Fuck it. So I, I told Brian right away, like, hey, Brian, because Brian, Brian was, like, infatuated with that fucking show. It was, it, it, I mean, uh, I just loved how he was. He makes fun of everything, all the stupid shows that's going out there. And he was saying, I think what we all say. So that's why I love that show, because it's exactly how, what, what I would be saying if I saw these stupid TV shows. You, you know what other show does that, too? What? The Ramble Alcoholics Podcast. Every Friday night, join <laughs> Escaleto, TV Chubs, and Ruckus. <laughs> if we shoot the shit, drink beer, maybe finger pop each other's assholes. People pass out. People pass out. <laughs> People leave angrily. People leave angrily. There you go. Okay, I don't. <laughs> the fuck? He's like a hybrid version of the show today, dude. <laughs> so I'm, tap, I'm tapped out. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you are too. You're starting to... Mm-hmm. Dude, I hear noise in the background, so I'm assuming you're going to be doing something. Like, I, know. I know, right? <laughs> oh, here he is. Here I'm here. good, I'm good. Oh, you're late? All right. Here he is. So, uh, what's your schedule for next week? Do you know? My schedule for next week? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm off, I think, mon- Monday, Monday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, perfect. So, we'll come back and do the breakdown of... Uh, the fight between Sergey Lipinets and Mikey Garcia, and hopefully we Mikey, get more yeah. details on Canelo's uh, testing positive for again. Mm-hmm. Brian was a drug. Ah, my God. Clearboro, Clear, Clear, Clear like a close. <laughs> Fuck Ken, you. Ken Butyrol, something there like that. Go, Ken Butyrol. Yeah, there you go. God damn it! It's not easy to pronounce it. <laughs> it ain't easy to pronounce. God damn it! <laughs> like, dude, that's not even close. Clen, 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 Just keep Butyrol. repeating yourself. <laughs> fuck you! You repeat it. That's why I have you. Fucking rain man. <laughs> damn! What the fuck? What are you talking about? You fucking farted. No. <laughs> Save that for the fucking Friday show. All right, all right, right. So. Yeah. Brian, when when will we be seeing you in person in the Ram Alcoholic Studio? Yeah, dude. Oh man, I I know. I, I just I hope it's this month, next month. I, it's hopefully really, really soon, guys. Well, um, if the fight doesn't get postponed because of tainted kill me, May May fifth. What, what are your plans for May fifth? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just say tainted. I am gonna say tainted kill me. Okay. I can't say it. Fuck you, tainted kill me. If that fight doesn't get postponed because of that, you doubt? What are you gonna? What are you? Where are you gonna watch that fight? I'm down to go up north. Fuck I, yeah! I mean, I do. I do want to go to LA, but if not, obviously here, here in my house. 
Wanna go up north? I'll watch, well, I'll we'll see. Watch if you come down, you can come down. I'll take my property. I mean, my girlfriend. You say property. <laughs> my property, yeah, I know, I know. You, <laughs> you heard the last week's episode? Yeah. Oh, you did? A, a little bit, yeah. Okay. So, very much, but yeah, okay, you can say my property here. <laughs> so depending, if B-Ray can come down, yeah. we'll, we'll do it here, we'll do yeah. a spontaneous episode after yeah. the fight. If not, we'll plan a, we'll plan accordingly on whether we'll go up north. Yeah, I'm down to me. I mean, we still got time. Yeah. We don't know that tainted kel meat can honestly be real tainted. <laughs> That's right, dude. Tainted love. Claim your Tainted kel meat. <laughs> so, you want to sign us off, Brian? You have any words Wait, to say really, to the fans? Uh, uh, no, what? what? The you fuck, any, damn it, you fucked it up there. I know. Do you have anything <laughs> to say to the fans? And uh, again, I just want to say thank you for for downloading, subscribing to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, and man. again, if you if you want if, if, any questions, just hit us up. There you go. Hit us up on Instagram at bray 89 and hit us up at uh, Ruckus Boxing Cypher exactly. Podcast. Or my email too. I already set it up on Instagram. You can You can email me. Any questions? Boxing, UFC, wrestling. Yeah, you guys, very, you guys are very knowledgeable. Like I said, this is your first time. Huh? Is it, you I'm never heard it? Sitting, sitting you guys. No, I never heard it. I've seen you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you, motherfuckers. I'm, I don't listen to him. <laughs> it's like you guys probably won't listen to the soccer one. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to listen because I'm gonna be like the one pushing the buttons. But, but you guys are super knowledgeable, and whoever wants to listen to it or novice expert, you got your guys. You guys are the go-to guys to go listen to your shit. Thank you. I really appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. But uh, you guys can find us, like I said, on Instagram. Shoot us some questions. B-Ray says the email's up. And we'll be posting some more news about how to contact us even more personally within the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And all that good shit. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a catchy fucking phrase. I usually tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> so I'm going to sign out. Clean beauty roll. There you go. Clean beauty roll. Fuck off. <laughs> But you know what fans give guaranteed customer satisfaction. Well, it's certainly been a night of surprises and tough action. None bigger than this. Maybe the biggest upset of this decade. Decade. Let me just tell you something.